Hello and welcome to Axlander, a podcast about and for all of you who have left their home to find a new one abroad. In this episode, I am talking to Stefan, who is my former colleague in uh, the Middle East, and he's going to tell us um, more about his expat life and his expat experience. And I'm really glad that he said yes to this interview. And uh, maybe it can be also inspiring for some of you who are thinking of moving to that destination, of course, during uh, perhaps better times than at the moment. So hello, Stefan. How are you? Hello. Uh, well, all is good. Knock on wood. So, yeah, everything is fine. How, how about you? How's everything? Yeah, it's, it's okay. We're all uh, very close to, I would say, second lockdown. So it's more, um, more time at home and yeah more time yeah. spending online so i think it just makes sense <laughs> that we've got all these technologies <laughs> that we can connect but you are now in kuwait so can yeah. you can you talk a bit about how you got there and what brought you there and yeah what you're doing there yeah first of all i i would like to say that i hope we don't get a second lockdown here because the weather is amazing at the moment and i don't oh, really want okay. to spend it indoors uh yeah, so I got here uh, in 2015, January 2015. Actually, we got you. You got here just like a week before me. Yeah, and, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I got I got an offer from this private university, and um, at the moment I wasn't really actively looking for a job uh, abroad. I wasn't that keen on like leaving Serbia and so on, but you know, many people are due to like economic circumstances. Uh, but um, the thing was the offer was just, I was too intrigued to miss it. You know, uh, it was like, I was what then 26, 27, you know, it's not like I desperately needed the money and so on, but it was just like, okay, it was a chance to go somewhere and to do something new I never thought at the university level before so it was just like okay let's let's try it let's see what happens and six almost six years later I'm still here <laughs> okay and so, how do you how do you like it how do you feel about well, that you, you know uh, when people ask me because a lot of people like whom I haven't seen in a long time uh, when they ask me how do you like it I always say uh, if I hated it, I would have left by now. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, it's a that's a fair that's a fair fair thing to say. Yeah, I mean, like you know, uh, everybody. Uh, I always I always tell that to people who are constantly complaining about life here, about rules, about stuff. And I always say, like, well, unless you have like a mountain of debt, just leave. You know, don't don't be a masochist. Like, if, if mm -hmm. it's that bad, but. It's not. It's usually not as bad as people say. People just like to, you know, exaggerate, to vent out, and that's fine. Uh, no, it's not. It's not perfect. But then again, like nowhere is probably perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, but it gives you some stability. It's uh, pretty safe. You know, you can walk out in any street in the middle of the night nothing is going to happen to you like that's, 99%. That's, that's true i remember that yeah it's very very safe mm. perhaps because even, the way borders on even, iraq so yeah <laughs> and even even in the you know the the slumish ghetto part where we used to live it, it's it's perfectly you know 
fine. Like no, no, nobody's going to touch you. It just doesn't look very nice, but you know. Uh, and yeah, like the the tax free salaries are just in, like added bonus, mm-hmm. like the cherry on top of the cake. Uh, there are things that I don't like. First of all, like being the the heat in the summer. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you about because I remember for me it was um, it was not as easy to sort of adapt uh, and to acclimatize to that to that weather because it gets pretty hot from like spring onwards. It gets like like the, now this time from somewhere October to March April it's fine. That's okay. It's quite mild, right? Yeah, but then and suddenly like in May it spikes over 40 degrees celsius and it just keeps going it doesn't yeah. stop you know it just keeps like getting hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter yeah 48 <laughs> i remember i was lying on the beach and it was like good 48 that was that was mild weather for for july yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 40 48 in july is good like this july i remember i was one evening i was jogging it was 55 okay and, and that was evening like the sun was setting you know yeah, so, so you can understand why they live during the night, right? Like the locals, exactly. the Greeks and the Arabs, like they basically picnic around 2 a.m. in the morning when it drops to like 42 degrees now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for 40, for like the nice and chilly 40 degrees at night. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know um, uh, what I wanted to say. Like, I mean, you don't get used to it. It's yeah. just, you know, it's it's. It's just like the like when you're at home in Europe anywhere in the winter, and you know the temperatures go in Serbia. I, I went home one winter. The temperatures were like over minus twenty, mm-hmm. and people always ask me like, "How does it feel?" And I'm like, "Well, it's when it's under minus ten, it all feels the same. It's just like it's, it's the same here. When it's over forty five, it just it's, it feels the same. You know, you don't, you don't notice the difference that much anymore. It's just yeah. hot." Yeah. And, and it's a different kind of hot. It's like dry heat. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a um if somebody blows hot air from the oven or like a hair dryer. Yeah, yeah, it's like somebody chasing you like if the wind is blowing from the desert side then it's hot and dry. Mm. And it's like somebody's chasing you with a hair dryer all the time. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. And the sandstorms, right? Uh, we didn't have that many this summer. I think we didn't have any actually come to think of it. Okay. There was one in uh, April, but and it was very mild. It was like done by the end of the day. Okay. But we had a there was a huge one in 2018. That was the biggest one I've ever seen. And I remember we were caught in the middle of it in Kuwait City. Uh, when, and you know, as, as life would have it, I had just washed my car like that morning. And so it's completely useless. No, no. My car is blue. Uh, uh, when that was over, my car was yellow, completely yellow. It looked like it was painted yellow. Okay. It, it, it's horrible. I, I think I have a photo somewhere. Uh, I'll, I'll send it to you. It's just and- like incredible when that happens. But what happens during the the the, the sandstorm is that there, there are also those little particles, right, flying in the air. No, no, we just uh, we parked uh, 
<laughs> next to the nearest building turned out to be like a mall or something. And we just went inside and, you know, waited it out when there's nothing we can do. Okay. We closed. We closed everything. Closed our windows. Closed the air conditioning. You know the the outlets and everything. So you just so, stay stay indoors. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's you you can even see people who were driving the uh, actually on roads. Uh, there are videos online. They were driving on roads like close to the border with Iraq. Yeah. Uh, they they just you know people just pulled to the side. They just got off the road. And yeah. they just pulled to the side of the road and, you know, they just walk their cars and hope for the best. Yeah, well, so the climate is just something that is just, yeah, it's not changing. And, uh, yeah, you got to mm -hmm. live with it. But mm -hmm. I guess no, it's, you, it's still good that you find motivation to jog. Actually, it was really good. And uh, because of that, I can now uh, go for longer distances because... Like now, the weather is perfect. It's like 25 degrees outside and it's nice with like a little breeze and everything. Yeah, it's yeah, sunny. remember that. And, and when I go out jogging now, you know, my heart is like, you know, what's this? Like, this is a joke. You know, <laughs> I don't even lose my breath anymore. <laughs> Great. Yeah, because I was jogging in like 55 degrees and I was coming home. Like I would do like two, three kilometers and I would come home like dripping, literally dripping. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, like that's that's. Or like dripping with sweat. That's that's the weather. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you've been you've been living there um, in the Middle East for the last five years, right? Yeah, five five and a half. Five like and a half. Yeah. And uh, for you, I mean, what 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 do you do? Uh, I teach English at a private university, and uh, I'm actually pretty happy with my job. And it's, uh, as far as jobs go, this is one of the more stable careers you could have here. Mm -hmm. uh, teaching, no, nothing quite, but generally in the Middle East, it's, mm -hmm. it's still pretty well uh, respected as a calling. And um, you have like the good relationship usually with your students. And I'm lucky because uh, I teach at the university, which means that I don't have to deal with parents. Yeah, um, and with TV kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's not fine. I just had a job offer from China, and I'm still considering it, but it's working with, uh, with children, you know, between ages like 5 to 12. And that's, like, really not my, my goal group. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's not my niche. Sorry. No, I just said it's not my niche, you know. <laughs> yeah. So you're thinking to like stay for a couple of more years, or because your uh, well, wife also actually, has a job there? Uh, yeah, she's been uh, like through uh, several jobs. Now she's working in a kindergarten, mm -hmm. and uh, she's doing uh, she she's also doing like part time as a, a play therapy and a parent counselor and parenting coach. Uh, so she's been certified by several organizations and she has a degree in uh, pedagogy or counseling or however you want to call it. Uh, so for so both yeah, of she, you, it would make sense to stay for, for some it, time still? Yeah, or are it, you thinking of it, moving? It, it would, yeah, but we're thinking of, of uh, moving, but uh, preferably also somewhere in the Middle East. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, financially, it's still the, the most stable part of the world. That is uh, true, yeah. 
and you know you get kind of there is this kind of comfort zone here <laughs> so you know it doesn't, doesn't matter what happens here everything stays the way it is and uh, you were talking about um, yeah perhaps moving to uh, to a different place within the area of middle east or yeah uh, yeah yeah we're thinking about UAE which would make the most sense uh, like culturally and everything uh, but ideally we, we would prefer Oman because we went to Oman last year and we just fell in love with, with Oman it's a beautiful amazing. place yeah and people it's are like, so nice exactly exactly and then everything is so well organized and it's so clean and the, the roads are amazing we rented a car there uh, it was really really great just so much love for that place and we always spend like four days with there so yeah we'll, yeah sorry so either that and like uh, ideally ideally like dream come true would be singapore singapore uh, okay yeah it's not the middle east per se you know it's a bit more far east but uh yeah we went to singapore uh this uh this winter mm -hmm. and it's just like I don't know. It's it's like somebody created a city in in, in outer space and just landed it. It's a like little on paradise. Earth. That's what people keep saying. It's amazing. It's it's a bit expensive. It has it has a bit higher standard of living even than like around here. Yeah. But it's just like you wouldn't believe. Like I fell in love with with Singapore as well. <laughs> Never been, but I mean I've heard that it's a it's a beautiful place. But you were talking about the, like cultural, um, you know, it would make most sense culturally because you've been in a, a bit of a different place, you know, like you're not moving around Europe. Um, so if I, I and I wanted to stress this because if you move from like one European country to the other, so of course there's going to be like a language barrier and, you know, there are certain little things that are done differently. But mm -hmm. most of the time um, it is the same like it's the mentalities are fairly similar of, of course there are differences but it's just it's just something that you know you know that is not that exotic so if you move to sweden or to you know to spain germany yeah, yeah, yeah germany yeah there are different of course there's different languages and different food but uh, it is not as exotic as when you relocate to a place to place like in the middle east so how do you like how do you deal with that cultural difference or like all those cultural differences and this perhaps culture shock that you had um at the very beginning it's like uh well you know like there is even if you move like within the same country uh from one city to the other there's going to be differences you know but they're going to be more subtle as you said uh but i don't know like for me the the biggest problem was that this is the first time that I was leaving. This was the first time that I was leaving Serbia to go outside and like live. Yeah. And to go to a place that's so different, you know, and you know, you know, you saw how it is. It's just like an amalgam of different cultures, different, you know, people from all over the world, just like mashed into one big bowl of soup, basically. This is, can, you, can you talk a bit more about that? Because this is, I think many people can't imagine, you know, when you say Kuwait, even when you say United Arab Emirates, like many people can't imagine that it's such a melting pot of many, many other cultures. Yeah, because uh, like in, in most of the countries here, Kuwait included, 
the local population is actually the minority. Like most of the people are not Kuwaitis in yeah, Kuwait. Yeah. Most of the people are not Emiratis in the UAE and Qatari in Qatar, you know. Uh, it's just like uh, there's so much opportunity because of money, basically. And people come from all over the world trying to like basically make a living or whatever, just earn a quick buck and get out. But yeah. you have like people from all over the world, all kind of, well, like all walks of life here, like from Egypt, uh, India, Philippines, that would be like the, the most, uh, the, the biggest groups. But then like from all over the place. Now, like now at university, uh, we started getting people from Kazakhstan and, mm-hmm. you know, like, so we would be sitting, uh, having a break, you know, out, the, out in the, and on campus having mm-hmm. a coffee. It was me from Serbia. There were like a few people from Croatia. Uh, and there was a guy from Peru and like a guy from Kazakhstan. And by that, like, it's, it's, it's insane. It's, uh, so yeah, but the culturally, like if you're, if, if you're talking about culture shock, I think I made it more uh, intimidating than it's really than what it actually was, mm-hmm. you know, be, because I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. So we, we don't really know much about that mm-hmm. part of the world, right? Like only what we know from the media or from what we briefly learn at school. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, they were also like telling me, like, be careful and uh, like how you talk to uh, women there and blah, 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 and how you treat them and so on. And then I started working and I got uh, six groups to teach. And all six groups were female because groups at the university are segregated. Like that's male what and I wanted to ask you. Yeah, because that's a, that's a very specific thing. I also remember that, that you teach mm-hmm. separate, like gender separate classes or sex separate classes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's still like that, except uh, for courses that have uh, very few students, usually like uh, in undergrad and master's. Mm-hmm. Like if there are very few, like, 10, 15 students, then like they would put them together. Uh, yeah, but you know, I got six groups and all six were female and I was petrified. You know, I was, I, I'm walking in a room full of 17 to 19 year old girls and I'm scared, you know, I'm scared Who to are veiled, right? Like most of them are veiled. That's what you also, um, well, well yeah. not, not all well, of them, like, but like they are yeah. wearing like the traditional clothing, right? Yeah, 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 but I, you know, I think it it depends. Like, it does it, it? I don't know if it depends from like their attitude or their family's attitude. Or I, I don't really, I cannot speak about that mm-hmm. like with with so much authority. But well, I had girls like sitting next to each other. One is wearing a mini skirt, and the other one is like completely covered. Yeah, yeah. So we're, like there, there are no covered, there are no yeah. rules, you know. Yeah. So, so but then I I quickly realized that there just teenagers like everywhere else yeah uh, so yeah so that wasn't uh, so much shock but still you know still even now even after uh like five and a half years i still discover something new every time like some new so to say traditions or uh, something that they do daily and so on and i think this is because uh that they the locals uh, they feel maybe that they they need to behave differently when they're talking to a foreigner mm-hmm. than when they're talking to their own. 
you know, yeah. which is something, which is something I think everybody does. Yeah, you know, it's if, nothing, it's nothing exquisite, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, when we started, uh, like me and me and my wife, when we we took Arabic classes uh, last year, and when we started learning Arabic, and you know, you can understand some words now, like you start catching some differences, and yeah. So. Tetkalim so, Arabi. <laughs> I swear, I swear. Well, I swear. Yeah, I remember that. But then, uh, would you learn like the standard Arabic? Was it uh, was it Egyptian Arabic or like the because the Gulf Arabic is different? No, like even inside the Gulf, uh, each version is Arabic, Arabic is different. Like yeah, uh, like Gulf Arabic is different, and then inside of it, for example, Kuwaiti is different from Bahraini. You know, <laughs> so it, it, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, so, but yeah, coming from uh, like a place where we all speak the same language and we call them different languages, it's nothing new to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can remember that. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 for, yeah. so this is like, like language, I mean, it's quite hard. It's such, you don't really meet that many locals. Like you teach locals, you are in mm-hmm. contact with them during, I mean, during your teaching time or like through work. But mm-hmm. would you really have like local Kuwaiti friends who would, you know, come to your I, house, or you'd come to their house, and you, would you, would you socialize? I don't. I, there, I, there are a few. I'm actually supposed to meet uh, two of them in, a, in, in on Saturday. Okay. Uh, Did it take but, long to like befriend them, or? No, because they're they're mostly like <coughs> young people. Uh, so it's not even like even like the when we talk about things, the, the discourse is the same. So it's like people like our age. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how fair it is to call myself young at this point. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, well, thanks for the compliment. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, okay, I'll, I'll let that pass. Let's, let's say that one is a win. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, but so with, uh, with young people, especially ones who are educated outside, it's, mm-hmm. it's easy, you know, it's easy to communicate. And yeah, they speak perfect English and they're like, you know, they've got this global mindset, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But even like uh, I realize that I like to uh, speak like in the streets sometimes. I like to speak to older Kuwaitis. They're really nice. And uh, can you do that? Yeah. Like is your Arabic like good enough for that? That's, that's, that's Surprisingly, really nice. most of them speak English very well, but we don't know it. We that's, never tried, you know, like, uh, okay. I guess, I guess because like before, you know, before the, the Gulf War and so on, they were even more open to the world than they are now. Right. And I guess they were traveling more. They were like uh, going, they were getting their degrees outside more often and so on. This is just mm-hmm. my guess. I, I don't know. But actually, they, they're very curious to see uh to ask you where you're from and uh i don't know like how you like it here and the like several uh, times they asked me what would you change in kuwait okay. <laughs> like really like seriously like yeah, yeah yeah i'm really interested like what do you think should be done differently and so on and like wow that's very open-minded right yeah exactly exactly like you get surprised by that mm. uh but yeah, but like they, uh, the majority though, as you said, they, they like to keep to themselves. Mm-hmm. 
like especially when it's uh, when it's like it's impossible to get any of them out on Fridays. You know, Fridays are for family, lunch and like family and gathering, and whatever. Like Fridays, forget about them. <laughs> that's true. Because you're in an Islamic country, right? So the weekends yeah. have shifted. So your weekend, and I remember that, it was all, you're working on Sunday. It's mm -hmm. a very unchristian thing to do. <laughs> and, you, uh, and your weekend is on Friday, Saturday, right? Yeah, I, I've worked five Christmases and five Easter's so far. <laughs> well, this is this is one of the more, uh, yeah, tricky things. Like you're Christian Orthodox, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how is it for you to live in an Islamic country? Like, is there is there any is there any possibility for you to practice your? I mean, I don't know if that's your personal thing, but like to practice your faith or practice your religion? Yeah, yeah. There is uh, there is an Orthodox church actually really close to my house. So that one is Greek Orthodox, uh, okay. but like it's it's like the most similar one. So most Serbians go there. Mm -hmm. and, so there is uh, some, there is some Serbian community. Like there is a bigger uh, Serbian community in Kuwait. I think around thousand people maybe. Okay, well that's nice for such a small country. That's that's exactly. Nice. Uh, and there is another one which is Coptic Orthodox. I think somewhere in Kuwait City. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Actually, there are like if you if you go to Google Maps, if you like Google churches, you will find a surprising number of them. But you know, only people who go regularly and who practice, they mm -hmm. you know they they know exactly where they are. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, we started like now gathering, and now because of COVID, we had to stop. But we have like one a month or once every two months we would have uh, inside the church so, like there is a room mm -hmm. for I don't know events and so on uh, where we would have like movies like we would watch Serbian movies and we would have like charity events mm -hmm. to help back home and stuff like that I didn't I mean I knew about an orthodox church but what about like catholic churches I don't know remember uh, there, there is, is a catholic there, there is there. yeah there is there is one uh, okay. We have a uh, we have a colleague. Uh, she actually joined right after you left. Mm -hmm. uh, she's from Slovakia, and uh, her husband is from Portugal. Mm -hmm. uh, they're both they're both uh, very devoted Catholics, and mm -hmm. they go to church regularly. Okay. Yeah. I so, mean, nobody nobody gives you a flack here for that. This okay. Is like I I was expecting, you know, when I first came here you know i would have to i don't know not to disclose like a cross around my neck not that i wear it but if i did yeah uh, or whatever but actually no nobody like nobody nobody cares nobody, really nobody cares really i think it's because they understand if you are devoted to your religion because they are devoted to theirs so they can kind of relate to that on some level i guess yeah well, that makes sense. I mean, I remember that I was also quite surprised because also Kuwait borders on Saudi Arabia, and we all know that Saudi Arabia is fairly different than the rest of the Gulf. Then mm -hmm. uh, I was also surprised that I didn't have to wear a veil because I think that would be a deal breaker. But mm -hmm. of course, I mean, I wouldn't wear my hair open or I wouldn't wear mini skirts. I mean, I don't wear them in my in my usual life, but. Um, Basically, if you sort of yeah dress modestly and you don't run around in bikini, even though in that heat you would probably <laughs> burn, uh, I'd say, then it is it is okay. At least from I mean my let's say female experience, which is 
fairly different to you as, as yeah. anyone. But I think your wife is experiencing that as well, I guess. Uh, well, you know, it, it depends on uh, the where area you where you live. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, because like now uh, we moved to like a more central area. If you remember Salmia. Yes, Salmia. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we live there. Very modern. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we live there now, and uh, we live very close. We're just actually like I can see the beach from my window, mm. and uh, here, like you, I, I don't feel like you know, it's not that uh, my wife would ever walk in a bikini, but you see girls like wearing skirts outside, and sometimes she does it, and they have no problem because it's not illegal. People think it's illegal. It's not. It's just like sometimes frowned upon. <laughs> Yeah, it is frowned upon in like the very traditional, let's say, orthodox areas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like we have, like we found a few beaches actually very nearby where they're open, like public beaches where she can go like freely, like in a bikini or so. It's just like a matter of uh, finding those things. Like people uh, people think that sometimes like, there aren't many things to do here there are but you just have to dig a little bit you know yeah which is something that we in the beginning uh, we were not very keen on doing if you remember <laughs> yeah yeah all about you can, do, mall, you can go to shopping dinners. malls yeah. yeah no you can do yeah. quite a lot like you can go to a desert you can go camping or you can go on a ride and uh, yeah i think you just can't expect if you come from a certain place that you were used to do certain things like you can't expect to do hiking in Kuwait because there's nowhere yeah. to hike and yeah, yeah, you just exactly. need to go with with the local flow I'd say mm. and uh, oh, there are very yeah. nice places like uh, a few years ago me and a friend from work we went to um, that part it's very close it's very very close to the border with Iraq it's called Mut mm -hmm. and there you can uh, rent uh, and drive doom buggies which is amazing. And there is actually a little bit like small hills and like uh, where you can climb. Uh, it's, it's really, really super nice. And, and you wouldn't expect it because it, it looks amazing. Like on one side, you have like sand and like those little sandy hills, not dunes, they're actual hills. Okay. And on, and on the other side, uh, you have the sea. And in the middle, there's the highway, which is usually like, especially on the weekend, it's completely empty. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, it's surreal. It feels like you're on Mars or something. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's a it's a big, huge desert, right? Exactly. With yeah. Tiny with tiny spots of settlements around that. Yeah, just scattered, like sprinkled around, you know. But uh, what would be? I mean, just uh, diverging a bit from this. So then, what is the biggest challenge that you, let's say, you or your wife? I mean, I don't want to you to speak for your wife but like you both come from the same country and you're far yeah. away from your families and especially now during corona and so on uh what are the biggest challenges like in your daily life uh i think like the biggest challenge for me and i think i've overcome it now but in the beginning was just to get adapted or just to accept their pace of life mm -hmm. everything everything is so slow here except for the traffic uh, mm -hmm. Like everything takes time, you know. Everything is inshallah, right? Exactly, and this is just like 
we realized a few weeks ago we went to uh, Failaka, which is a deserted island here, which is mm-hmm. like a small ghost town, which was completely deserted after the Gulf War. And uh, we realized that at some point during the day, uh, the tide moved completely. There were parts of the shore where there was no water whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And we spoke, there is a hotel there. We were speaking to the receptionist, like um, if we wanted to come next week and take the ferry and so on. And she said, like, you know, ferry timing depends on the high and low tide. So, <laughs> so yeah, basically because the, the ferry cannot, uh, sometimes the tide is so low that the ferry has to like stop, like maybe 500 meters away from the shore. It, right. It's that low. And then we realized, well, yeah, this is this explains everything. You know, this explains things because everything is like depends on the on the on the tide, for example, which basically means it depends on the moon and I don't know what. So today, you know, I'm like we're we're thinking about like going back centuries in, in history. Like, okay, today I'm going to go fishing because I can because the water is shallow. But tomorrow the water is going to be deep, so I can't go fishing, you know. So I'll eat what I have, you know. So that kind of explains the the uh, the, the attitude towards life. And in the in the beginning, I mean, you remember you and I and all of us were very nervous by this, you know, the the bus to work coming late and uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the the drive European, like nearly. I mean, I'm even on Swiss time, you know, like I'm, I'm I'm very punctual, even early. So some people get annoyed by this, but whatever. But mm-hmm. I remember that, yeah, everything's sort of taking, like, it's a different pace. Yeah, and, and I, I, like, I was even talking to a friend uh, who is, uh, she has a degree in uh, Arabic language and uh, culture studies. And she said it's not like just Kuwait, it's everywhere, it's just, it's normal, for example, to be like up to 15 minutes late. Up and to 15. Yeah, yeah, 15. 15, 15, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and you're not supposed to get angry, you know. Okay. So, yeah, so for example, like this is what I was talking when I said the pace of life. You just have to accept it. You don't have to behave the way they do, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't have to change yourself, but you just have to accept that this is, who they are and this is yeah. how they live uh, and at the end of the day it's their country it's their exactly. culture it's their part of the world so you can either uh, waste your time and energy and nerves you know yeah. every day or you can just accept it and you know move on so this is this is the thing this is i think the biggest adaptation that i had to do and the biggest change that i had to make regarding my own personality because i'm very much like you in that way yeah. i like to be on time sometimes even early you know i i'm very also very punctual and i don't like when people are late but yeah. you know i realized like either i'm going to waste my energy and my nerves or i'm just going to you know just accept it we're talking about adapting and about changes and challenges of life abroad and of your yeah. experience with yeah. the time so as i said you know there is not that much point of about complaining um about this and i was talking about this in one of the uh Ex-Lander episodes because i've met so many weird people over my let's say decade here in switzerland and elsewhere as well i was living in the uk and i was living in kuwait 
for a very short time and then in Luxembourg. And you just meet people from all over the place, really, who would be constantly nagging, you know, about, oh, this is bad and this is bad. And I'm just like, ah, yeah, it's not ideal. But why are you, exactly as you as you said, like, why are you wasting your energy and why are you wasting your time? And nobody really cares, you know, like if you don't like it, then pack, pack your bags and go. Exactly. Like, are you some sort of a masochist or what? Why are you still here? Yeah. Well, yeah. And what about what about something that you're missing? I mean, is there something that you miss apart again, you know, from your family and from your folks back home in Serbia? Is there something that you used to do that you do you think also that you're a bit of a different person because you're missing certain things? Like it has changed you in a way? I actually, I, miss, sorry. I I miss being cold. <laughs> that is understandable yeah honestly i really miss like wearing uh jackets and like scarves and hats and stuff like that and i miss yeah. the snow well wait for uh, it you can travel back to serbia in like winter <laughs> yeah yeah i hope so i hope we'll be able to travel uh so yeah i miss like uh spending christmas with my family because uh, we have really nice traditions of uh making like uh campfires in front of the house and then the whole neighborhood gathers and mm. on Christmas Eve and stuff like that. So I miss those kind of things. Uh, I miss having a dog. I mean, I have a dog back home in Serbia, mm-hmm. but here, because like most of us live in apartments and that would mean like no backyard. Mm. And I would, I'm not the person who likes uh, keeping a dog in an apartment doesn't matter how small. Because at the end of the day, it's an animal. It needs the outdoors, you know. And uh, there are not as many like pet dogs, right? Like it's more like it's more, not really, more it's and random. more. You you would be surprised how much like there is more and more. Okay. People are people are getting into dogs here like uh, at a, a ridiculous rate. Okay, because I remember it was more like stray dogs that you'd see around. Yeah, now like uh, there, there are actually a few organizations that are rescuing stray dogs. Okay. And uh, we used to, we used to uh, go to like one woman's house. She would rescue stray dogs, and they would actually be uh, adopted by somebody from uh, outside of Kuwait. Mm-hmm. And since you know the the woman has like a bunch of dogs and she has a job and everything, uh, me and my wife would like get a dog from her. Uh, yeah, like a few times a week and walk it and try to give it some basic training mm-hmm. uh, before before the dog goes to its new owner so we would like uh, try to teach uh, how teach, teach the dog how to sit how to shake you know and so on so okay. yeah that, that was happening until you know covid <laughs> so okay. everything is like you know i think like we're going to measure time like before covid and after yeah, I guess it is going to be certainly. The 2020 is a corona year and we just have to deal with it because there is yeah, not much it, we can do. My, my wife said, like, um, we were talking about something and she said, like, well, next year when you're 33, and I'm like, uh, I'm 33 now. And she's like, and this year doesn't count. That's true. <laughs> like, well, I also do. didn't really have uh, a great... Um, birthday celebration and as as from what i understood you didn't have one either i think nobody really had any kind of 
No, it was the first day after lockdown. My birthday was the first day after lockdown, so nothing was still fully functioning. No. And, you know, we just had like two and my wife made and like some spaghetti that I made, and that was my birthday. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just went for a walk, so that's it. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, I, there are going to be other other birthdays i mean it repeat it repeats each year so that's that's okay exactly 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 it'll, it'll and you know I'm, I'm not too big on my birthdays anyway yeah. so like it's it's just like a reminder that you're getting older which is not that fun <laughs> yeah a reminder that you've been you've been living abroad for so long but exactly. um the last thing perhaps i i wanted to ask is because this was something that i was discussing in my previous podcasts and lots of people um are dealing with that issue i mean it's the issue issue of friendship i mean and of course nobody has to say any names and and so on and so forth but like how how did that change like how did this the your moving abroad change friendships back home let's say like is it only a handful that stayed only a couple or is it all the way as it was when you left no it's it's a handful as as you said in uh, i don't know what what episode of xlander that was but you, you talked about that and i completely recognize like myself in it it's it, it's a handful it's uh, the ones that you thought would stay you know that the, they are they are the ones that stay and you know the the ones that text you every now and then just to check up on you and to see how everything is and yeah, the other, it's it's not like I'm not friends with the others, you know. It's not like we're not talking to each other anymore. Mm-hmm. Or like Phew. it happened to me. It happened to me before because I come from a small town uh, mm-hmm. in Serbia, and when I started university, I had to move to the to the city. To Belgrade, right? Uh, no, to Novi Sad. That's the oh, second okay. biggest city in, oh, in Serbia. Yeah. Uh, my town is actually just between Belgrade and Olisad. It's like half an hour from each. <laughs> so, uh, but the thing is, like, even there, you know, I would still go home on the weekends or every two weeks or stuff like that. And even then, uh, you know, when I finished, when I graduated, I had to go home because I couldn't find a job in the city at that time. Yeah. And I started, I started going, uh, going out again with my high school friends and so on. And you just see how interests have changed how like you, mm. you know you don't you don't talk about the same stuff as much and this yeah. is like like we were seeing each other but not as often in those four years and you know we were just like half an hour apart or an hour apart uh but still it changes and of course like if you move to another country and then to another continent in my case yeah. It's, of, course, it's, of course, it's going to to happen, and people have their own lives, and you know they have to pursue their own careers, yeah. their own take care of their own families. Now, you know, everybody's having kids, you know, and it's it's just what happens. It's life. It's normal. It's a natural thing, yeah. No, yeah, but it's, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's I, I think that's that's what I was mentioning that that both sides need to understand that because. Sometimes it's like you or not you or me, but like generally like one is surprised. Okay, you come back home after five years and, you know, everything's changed. Well, you can't really be that surprised. Right. But on the other hand as well, the other side, like or the other part of that friendship who is back home and expects you to sort of expects full involvement in their, you know, 
whereabouts every day and about their daily life. It's just you can't really do that. So it's nobody's really to blame, right? It's mm. a natural exactly. thing. Yeah, but this I is what I was, is, sorry. I was, this is what I was telling, uh, I was saying to people like when this whole thing with the pandemic started, I mean, it's kind of related because everybody was like, you know, we should all like lock ourselves up and stay home and so on and blah, blah, blah. I was like, you can't press pause on life. No. You know, it needs to keep going, you know, and this is the same. I mean, it can apply the same logic, you know. It, it needs to keep developing. People need to go out and move and children need to grow and like get educated and like explore and stuff. You know, it, it's just like life is like as, as a, I don't know, as an idea is as a dynamic thing. It's not a static thing. It, it needs to move and grow and develop, you know, and then sometimes it's like they, they develop in different directions and that's completely mm. normal. Hmm. Yeah, it is true. Like you cannot just, yeah, you cannot stop and you cannot pause and expect that everything is going to be the same. And uh, I would say as well, like the Corona pandemic has been also a great way to sort out people out of your or mine or out of our lives, one's mm -hmm. out of one's life. Because, uh, yeah, even though there is also there are also these digital tools and so on like sometimes it's just way too much right you know like there is way too much information and you just really want to keep in touch with those yeah. who you normally keep in touch with and the rest just sort of yeah yeah exactly it's like you you open social media and it's all about oh you know it, this is all a lie or like the other person would be like no this is not a lie you must you know and i'm just like you know guys i just want to watch videos of people falling from, you know, their cars, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> you know, just, I, I, don't, I don't need it right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I, I, I avoid that topic. <coughs> like, I avoid social media completely, and I avoid the topic of, of coronavirus, like it, it itself, what it is and how it is and, and, and how it behaves and whatever. I mean, I avoid it on purpose because it is just... Um, it, yeah, because you, because you can't take it... You, no, and it's, your labels it's just it's just strange and it's strange to to see how people behave and um so 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 i don't follow any uh or i try not to follow anything on this on social media and and media itself like it's all scandalous and it's all like you know sensational and it's just everybody wants to have their click you know it's a clickbait as well so yeah um, yeah everything it's common is sense yeah common sense that we all need to need to keep <laughs> oh mm. well but well wrapping up here because you also have your own podcast and it's called blinker talks and it's really yeah. cool uh, so it's Thank a you. podcast that you basically record while you're driving to work, is that right? Yeah, uh, now uh, I'm currently on vacation, so I'm not driving that much. So I'm okay. waiting, you know, I'm brewing new episodes. But uh, you're not but yelling yeah. at other drivers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you remember, you, you rode in taxis in Kuwait. You remember how, how, funny, how, how fun it is to drive around here. It is actually uh, quite dangerous, I'd say. Like, it is respect that you're driving in Kuwait yeah but it's actually it is but since I've started driving I've gotten so much more liberty like I can just you know go anywhere I 
one. I don't have to count on taxis and uh, them ripping me off and so on. Plus, uh, you need but, a tank, right? Like to to be the boss on the no, highway. No, actually, I drive a Seat Ibiza, which is a really small European car. Okay. <laughs> But, well, you know, but you, yeah, not that usual for the desert. But yeah, that's good. Yeah, you know, but I'm a I'm a I'm a good driver, and you know, I take things easy, and it's been going okay so far. No accidents. And so while driving, you can you can record your podcast, and what what is it that you that you talk about? Like, give us yeah. But so uh, it's called it's called blinker talk because I talk, and every once in a while you hear me like turning on and off my blinkers. Okay. And uh, so I talked about stuff that I see uh, happening around the world. And it's just my commentary on what's going on in the world at the moment. So uh, I po- I posted, uh, I switched, I started the, the podcast on SoundCloud, but now it's switched to Anchor mm-hmm. so, uh, and Spotify. So there are two episodes on Anchor and Spotify and the rest of them are on SoundCloud, but I'm going to transfer them all to Anchor mm-hmm. uh, soon. So I, ha- I discussed various topics from um, music to, I don't know, uh, now I have an episode about people's opinion on COVID, about, uh, I don't know, uh, spiritual gurus, veganism, and like all <laughs> my stance on, uh, you know, people told me, you know, I, I sound, sometimes I sound like uh, Red from that 70s show, uh, which I took <laughs> as a compliment, you know. <laughs> about stuff and it's it's good like you can you, you have to ventilate like exactly stuff. exactly it's, it's, more, it's, good. it's more like a hobby you know i'm not i'm not trying to be you know the, the next joe rogan no <laughs> no neither am i even though i'm a big fan but uh no yeah but, that, yeah it's a that, it's a hobby thing right like for for our own amusement really mm. oh um, by the way have you listened to to rogan's episode with kanye west no, not yet. And I, I'm, I'm trying to find time to listen to that. I mean, I, I, I know that Jordan Peterson is back. So I'm yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to make some time or allocate some time. It's quite hard with a baby and a part-time job and home office and so on. But um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, with, was it good? Uh, it's amazing. What I do with Rogan episodes, because they're usually like two hours long or something like that. Uh, I start listening to them like while I'm running or while I'm working out. So I, I would listen to them like in three or four sittings, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it, it makes, no, the, the, this one was amazing. Like I was so surprised and like he made so many valid points about life in general and so on. And he's just so fun to listen to. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll give it a whirl. Good. Warm I think that we'll, we'll wrap it up here. As we've been talking for a long time, and let's exactly. see, let's see who who is still listening. But uh, but yeah, I mean there are there are a few people who keep listening to to my episodes. So I think this is this is a, a, a refreshment and something new. And uh, maybe they can also listen to some of your episodes because they're really cool and uh, it's Welcome. a different concept as well. So yeah, well I'd like to thank you for joining me today online from Kuwait. Thanks for having me. And um, hopefully, hopefully, we'll we'll make it home for Christmas this year. Uh, you for you next year, right? It's January for for Christmas. Yeah. Talks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, let's yeah. hope that. No, that for for Christmas, I'm gonna be here for sure. But maybe like uh, mid to mid December to early January, I'm hoping that that I'll be home. 
Yeah, let's hope. Would you have to quarantine then uh, after arrival? Oh, after we'll arrival, see. That, uh, we'll see. Like the, the rules are random and they keep changing all the time. So let's, let's see. Great. Well, then, thank you very much. And I hope this, this, not, this was not the last time that we're talking to you. No, definitely not. Definitely okay, not. well, thank you very much. And that was Steph from Blinker Talks and from Kuwait. Okay, bye. Bye.